Ooh, ah, uh, ooh, ooh, ah, recording. Oh, you're frozen. Oh, oh, you're not uh, frozen. Oh, thank God. You're just really pixelated. Uh, I am? A little bit. No. Uh, you look like you're flying a plane. Oh, uh, that's a 10-4 there. Uh. <laughs> okay. Uh, you ready? Yes. Welcome to the Ketchup Show. It's the Ketchup Show where we can talk about anything that we want. Anything that we want. Anything that we want. Okay. And big yawn. I'm so if tired. you hear explosions in the background, it's me. There's a ton of fireworks going off for no reason. Or farts. You're just trying to cover up your farts. No, they're big fireworks. Big farts. Farterworks. Yep. Dude, it's getting kind of scary here. It was supposed to thunderstorm at 8, but mm -hmm. I think that one's coming in now. Oh, really? Yeah, it's been windy and like crazy rainy all day. Yeah, it's been windy here all did you hear that? Mm -mm. Oh, it's been windy here like all day too. It rained in the morning, but that's it. Oh. Huh. So. All right. Uh. Dope. Sweet. Yeah. I think the last time we talked, you hadn't moved yet. No, I hadn't. Because it was back in, like, <laughs> March, I yeah. think. Yeah. Well, I guess that was... When was the last episode? March. March, right. Like, right after I moved. And then... Yeah. Yeah. We actually recorded the segment that's going to be in this episode before you moved also. Yeah. And now you're in a new place. Now I'm in the new place, chilling like a villain. So... Farting like the Shartan. It's pretty cool. Pretty cool. Sultan of Shart. Yeah. Just like <laughs> living life. Living the new quarantine life. Well, not new, but. Dude, it's weird. I, it's been. It's see, like new March, normal. April, May, June. Dude, it's going to be five months. Yeah, well. Get yourself buckled in because it's forever. <laughs> God. I keep seeing memes about how people from the past or people from the future come back to 2020 and they're like, oh, what year is this? And we're all like 2020 and they're like, oh, the first year of quarantine. Oh, God. Yeah, yeah but for real. I, I feel it. Yeah, I feel we'll like see. it's happening. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. There's been so much going on that like nothing surprises me anymore. I'm like, oh yeah, that seems like pretty reasonable. Yeah. Nothing seems like out of the norm. Nothing shocks me anymore. Yeah, well, I mean, I'm still shocked, but I think that everything is just it's like a movie. I'm still shocked. Yeah, I'm still shocked, but <laughs> it's like it's like, oh, whoever's writing this movie is doing a fucking crazy job. It's just like a six year old. <laughs> Who's like, and then, and then the dinosaurs <laughs> came back, and then they ate all the humans, and then, and, and it's just like the most ridiculous thing. 
Yeah, it's probably... It's, a... it's like this second half of downsizing. Yeah. <laughs> That's perfect. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the first, the first part of 2020 kind of made sense. And then, I don't know. Maybe it was like 2019 made sense. And then... Well, yeah, 2019 was like a regular year. And then once 2020 struck, it was like a lot of devastation that we didn't realize like we'll get even more devastation yeah because there were like fires and like world war three which like what and oh, like I forgot about that <laughs> it's funny yeah, how all dude. that gets brushed aside that was all in 2020 wow yeah yeah we're uh gonna be seven months in and it's it feels like two years yeah, but it's, you know, it's definitely the year of clarity, man. I also but, saw something. Go ahead. No, no, you go ahead. I I also saw something that was like, well, maybe twenty twenty fucking sucks, but maybe it's making so everybody so much like so uncomfortable that we realize that like we we can't go back to like normal and things actually have to change. So. Yeah, no, that's like the one thing. Like, it's like if we have learned one thing, it is that we can actually like change things and like things can, can, can go our way sometimes. I mean, not every time, but like, I feel like from the protests and stuff, like things are actually changing that I feel like a year ago, a protest wouldn't have caused like laws to change or people get fired. Like it's a slow progression, but it's more progression than I would have ever expected. That's dope. Um, which is pretty cool. Uh, so that's like one thing that this year, cause I feel like people are also just like extra fed up. They're like, now is the time and it is, and it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. No, I get it. We'll see though. We'll see what happens. I think that, uh, I don't know, man, I can't even plan like three weeks ahead cause I don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. So, yeah. Huh. It's a little weird. You kind of like can't really plan. You just kind of have to t- day by day. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's weird. I've been, uh, I got my tarot card, card read from Farah this morning. And <laughs> yeah, because I was like, we used to do it like every week and then I fell off and huh? I was like, uh, I feel like things have been happening in like a weird celestial way lately that mm-hmm. I don't understand. Maybe I'm not supposed to understand them but like uh like when i was coming back from when i was coming back from columbus the other weekend Mm. i told you about like how five people turned around on 71 and you never see that and then i told you about that dude that was being an asshole that got instant karma goose by like that goose just got like sucked into his wheel well yeah instant goose karma yeah and so that's (laughs) shout out to goose god uh died for my sins but uh it's stuff like that and then it's stuff like you know we were talking about uh or at least i was like you know we need to go out and see farah we haven't been out there in a hot minute yeah and then and then i call nicole and then um she lays that news on me and i'm just like dude yeah what an opportunity like i'll just come snag you i'll just come pick yeah. you up. uh and i got to see farah and it was awesome and it was just like weird like timing things like that but uh she read my cards this morning and um what is it like the nine of swords mm-hmm. and it like it's about like anxiety but it's uh, it's like in a weird way kind of positive where it was uh, i interpreted it as like 
uh, so it's kind of like you, you're anxious that something big's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think everything, like, I've just kind of been going with the flow. And usually mm-hmm. I'm like, I need to chill. Or I, I usually I don't I go with the flow, but I need to be like in control of the flow. Yeah. But, I mean, even with this year, like no one's in, I mean, in, in control of certain flows, no one's in control of those, like a giant pandemic or anything. So uh mm-hmm. yeah maybe it's like a i don't know something big might happen if you just like keep going with the flow whatever yeah boom and that's the introduction of goose god shout out goose god <laughs> yeah i mean you've definitely had some good fortune the past couple months <laughs> <laughs> emphasis on you <laughs> i mean you you got your job oh, that yo. was cool Mm-hmm. and now it's just gonna be a little break yep for who knows how long so cool i'll it's just say good. july yeah hmm. mm. um <laughs> yeah well what what mostly you don't know i started a new job and then i found out today that i'm i'm like a i'm like an as needed role and they don't need any of the as needed people in july which has never happened before, ever. So, <laughs> and honestly, I'm thinking because like what we we like uh, call patients at home and do med reviews, and I feel like since everyone's been home, we're probably getting more patients, so we're probably like meeting quotas, and so then they don't like we don't need the extra people because we're doing fine. That's my best guess as to why this happened. Mm. Which is also why I'm like, well, then why would they need us in August? Unless numbers really go down in July. Nah, I think shit's going to spike. It's going to get all spiky. I mean numbers as in phone calls where I work. Okay. Yeah. I got it. Okay. Man, I need an ergonomic chair. I suppose. (laughs) Just sitting on my couch. Okay, what do we got? We got, uh, we got, well, we're just chilling. We mm-hmm. got some news. Yep, got, I got some news. And some nudes. We got <laughs> first time couple segment. Yeah. I don't know what we're going to call it. I thought it was, oh. Are we doing like crime couple? The crime couple. I think we talked about it when we talked to them, but I don't remember what we decided to name it. We'll have to ask them. Is that was that your intro audition? Yeah. Let's hear it again. Okay. No, can't use that one. Why not? Uh, I'm not sure if that's copyrighted. Oh, okay. Yeah. But Yeah, yeah, we got them. Um, but yeah, I got, I got some, got some news, got some stories for you that I think will be fun, fun for everyone. Boom. Try to keep it light and happy as I usually do. Cause I, that's what I like. That's what I think is we fun. We need some light and happy now. Yeah. 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 Just something good. All right. Alrighty. You ready? Send news. Okay, so my first 
bit of news is, which I think a lot of people have probably heard, but there is a petition that was started by Tyler Woodbridge to rename the city of Columbus to Flavortown. And (laughs) it all started when the city kind of was petitioning or, or conversations were brought about that, you know, the fact that our city is named Columbus is, you know, rooted to a past that is just like genocide. Yeah. Just the worst torture, stealing of land lies. First of all, foremost, um, so they're like, we shouldn't be named Columbus. Like, we're getting rid of our Columbus statue. Let's rename it. Like, and some people were like, we could name it Capital City or something. But then this dude came out and was like, yo, Guy Fieri, born in Columbus, really good guy. I didn't know that. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> uh, we're like a, a, a little melting pot of different cultures and flavor and food. Let's name it Flavortown. And this dude got like tens of thousands of signatures on this petition and he's going to bring it to Columbus because he doesn't live here anymore, but he's going to bring it. And if if there is a vote and I can vote, I will say yes. Wow. I, (laughs) I support that. But at the same time, I'm just like, dude, Flavortown, it would be kind of cool to be like, what part of Ohio are you from? Oh, I'm from Flavortown. (laughs) I'm taking a, non-stop flight to flavor town yeah but at the same time it's like i feel like that's all happening now where like internet memes become reality and it's dangerous not yeah I mean, there's, dude no like literally nothing surprises me anymore. there's probably anything is possible yeah there's probably something uh i mean there's probably nothing consequential about like having the name flavor town other than it's a joke but uh, someone could open up flavor town university the fuck dude yeah i I don't know it just uh, whatever it's a name it doesn't really matter i guess but i feel like this is the beginning (laughs) of of, like idiocracy though like we name it flavor town yes and then people are like this is doritosville and then just like i don't know man listen donald trump is our president everything's crumbling down around us yeah we just need to, to let's start. name it Flavortown and and move on. We just everything's gonna be drinking Gatorade. We're gonna Nothing, water plants with Gatorade. Yes, like seriously, it, there's no burn it down, burn the whole world down, restart fresh with oh. Flavortown. Yeah, all right. <laughs> but Bud Light said that if it actually like happens, they'll give every resident Bud Light seltzer. No, I don't want it. I wouldn't it's want like, it. It's like call us Flavortown sponsored by Bud Light. Like, what is happening? <laughs> What's yeah, happening? what the fuck, dude? That's kind of crazy. <gasps> What's happening? <laughs> what? We go from, like, a really nice, like, tech city to, like, fucking white trash Flavortown sponsored by Bud Light. What if the entire yeah. name was Flavortown sponsored by Bud Light? Just like... uh like how when my mom says she wants Giovanni's, it's Giovanni's thin crust takes an hour. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's exactly what's going to happen. It's like we're in an episode of the movie. We're in the movie Josie and the Pussycats. Did you ever see that movie? No. It's like the the world gets like taken down by like big 
brand corporations and like everyone's getting brainwashed by their songs to to drink Pepsi and eat McDonald's and stuff. Oh, yeah, I could totally see that happening. It's kind of funny. I think it was the movie Demolition Man with Sylvester Stallone and Wesley Snipes, but it's like this dystopian future um and they're out to eat at like this really fancy restaurant and they just unfroze Sylvester Stallone from like the past. And he's like, what year is it? And they're like, whatever year in the future. And he's like, this is a really nice restaurant. And it's like a really nice Taco Bell. <laughs> and they're just like, oh, it's the only, it was the only chain to survive the fast food wars of 20 something. And what? I'm just like, I could see it happening. yeah, <laughs> I don't know. Flavor Town. But Guy Fieri would just like get royalties off of our name. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Mm. I don't know. I mean, he's a good guy. He does like great things for like charity and stuff. So you know what? Actually, yeah, he he donated a ton of money to um like food workers over the past couple months. Yeah, you know what? I'm for Flavor Town. I would sign that petition 100. percent Yeah. Yeah. I'm in. All right, next. Next, coming up next. There is a cloud of dust, and it's it's coming. Okay, I know what you're talking about, and it's blown <laughs> out of proportion. It's, it's coming! <laughs> but, okay, I guess the preface is um, it's coming from the Sahara Desert, which is in Africa, and it's moving across the ocean, the Atlantic Ocean, and it's coming towards us. And what's significant about it is that it's really, really big, bigger than they've ever seen in the past 50 years. Um, they being people who watch the clouds. <laughs> Meteorologists. <laughs> yeah, them. And... Um, it's, oh, it's got a nickname. It's the Gorilla Dust Cloud. And they're worried. I'm not really sure. My article didn't really say, like, what it would do or what would happen when it got here. But it's coming. Um, so apparently, I mean, it's not, I mean, there's dust in it. But it's like a, it's a warm weather pattern that's coming from Africa. And mm. it's going to do one good thing is uh, when it gets here, I think it might be like hurricane season and so mm. it might lessen the amount of hurricanes in the Gulf because um, hurricanes don't like warm weather. I heard that. Oh. Um, yeah. And apparently this happens a lot though. Apparently like formations and like weather patterns. Like it that does. Too. But yeah. But it's never been this severe. Yeah. This is like the biggest it's been. I don't think it'll be a big deal. They said you can't usually see it on satellites and, and you can. Hmm. So that's why they're like worried about it. Um, yeah. So I don't know. It's coming. Huh. It's coming. Yeah, it's coming. The garage. Oh, it just like fills the air with dust. You know, like yeah. when you would have those dust. What were those called in um, Arizona? Haboobs dust storm. A haboob. It looks like that. Yeah. Yeah, but probably was, less severe. I'll never forget. I like, I didn't know it was coming. And then I like, I see, I thought it was like, st like a storm and like rain coming in. And I was like, hell yeah. And I was going to go outside and like, just like 
stand in the rain. Mm-hmm. Um, and I saw the oh I saw no. I saw the palm trees outside just like whipping around. So I I opened the door and I took a deep breath in, and it was just like all fucking dust, dude. <laughs> disgusting. That was right before I left. Yikes! Oh. That's disgusting. Yeah. Oh yeah, this says that it could be a severe health hazard yeah. for people who breathe it in. Well, I I mean, I think that I think that with like everybody staying home, smog and stuff in cities is way down. So, uh, I mean, it's not going to add on top of that, but I don't know. I don't think it's going to be like an actual like haboob dust storm blotting out the sun and stuff. Well, they're worried about this dust being in the air since it can trigger like respiratory problems that like since COVID-19 is also happening right now that it could trigger worse respiratory ailments for people who have COVID and are experiencing the plume. The plume. The plume. There's a plume. It's wow, coming. what a nice word for a terrible thing. Yeah. The plume. There's a plume coming. So that's the plume. She's coming. Wow. Um, I guess that wasn't very, like, positive, but whatever. I mean, it's free air that we're getting. We're getting free air. can you believe it i can't wow in germany this is a new news segment in germany there was a chocolate factory that had like a an issue and tons of chocolate spilled into the road and they had to clean and they had to clean it up everybody come to the main road (laughs) we have a surprise (laughs) for you (laughs) yes you want chocolate just leak it out the streets, yes. <laughs> That's what happened. Well, they had to hire a special cleaning crew. Um, the special cleaning crew is a group of second graders. <laughs> <laughs> They're just like, yeah. Something uh, else that happened in Germany. This is quite astonishing. Is um a German post office was evacuated. There were 60 workers that were evacuated. Five were left hospitalized. Many others were left with, like, nausea and bad symptoms. And they, they it was all linked to this one package. And the post office was like, what's in this package? Like, it must be something poisonous, a poisonous gas, something horrible. And that's why they evacuated people because it was like this very strong odor they were getting. Mm-hmm. And it, the package actually was carrying a durian fruit. And apparently, it, which is like that stinky fruit that's like not allowed on like a lot of like yeah. trains and stuff. And um, it was the culprit. So it wasn't really anything bad, but like. People were just so nauseated by the smell. They're like, I'm dying. Yeah, I thought you couldn't ship those. You're probably not supposed to because it said that, um, like, it's never successfully been delivered to Britain. Like, like it's not usually sent. It must have been sent, uh, you know, illegally. Yeah. Uh, Because it's only allowed in, like, two two places, Malaysia and... Uh, I think Indonesia. Mm. Let me see. Like to ship it to? No, no, no. Just like to for buying. Oh, like I mean, they had it in Thailand. 
They did. Yeah. And there were like, I mean, it was like specific. I mean, you could have it in your house and stuff like that and you could buy it in markets, but, um, in like, did all you the, smell it? Oh, dude. Yeah. It's disgusting. Um, they had it in some markets and, uh, ugh, they had signs that said no durian in like the hostel rooms. Um, uh. yeah, but you could tell like, I mean, you could smell the places that, uh, that sold it. It's gross. Yeah. I wonder, I, I wonder what it tastes like. I've, it like says that it can like taste as strong as it smells, but then it also says that it's sweet. I could see like a, like a tangy, like a, I don't know. I, I think it might be part of like the custard apple family or something. I don't know. Yeah. It looks like it. Um, Kasha loves his custard apples. I want to try weird yeah. stuff. Pawpaws. We still got to try pawpaws. Yeah. We do. Do you think but, they still have the Athens Farmers Market? Um, yeah, probably. Maybe. Uh, no, probably not. Yeah. I don't know. Dang, I missed that. Yeah, that was really nice. But yeah, man, that's and fruit causing some problems. Gross. I don't understand. I mean, they sell like durian. Like, actually, who was it? Uh... Somebody on one of my old work teams brought, like, durian candy in. And, like, it wasn't smelly until you unwrapped it. And then it was just, like, you put it in your mouth and you just want to vomit, dude. It's so gross. I, I mean, I get I get those countries. Like, you like it uh, and it's an acquired taste. But, like, yeah, ugh, dude, yeah I could never. Yeah, for sure. Maybe if I lived there for, like, 20 years on, like, my 20-year anniversary, I would I would be into it. But. I yeah, I feel like if you got like used to it, you'd probably you probably wouldn't be so bad, you know. Disgusting. Or like, I wonder if you get used to the smell, because you know, like if you live near a farm, you get used to that like farm smell. Like if you're around durian fruit so yeah. much, I wonder if you get used to that smell. That's fair. I can see that. You go nose blind for breeze. Oh God. <laughs> so yeah i don't know hmm. um this is a cautionary tale to always go pee pee when you have to go pee pee out the front out the front which is just a regular pee as opposed to pee pee out the back which is diarrhea mm-hmm. in case no one's ever spent more than five minutes with kai and doesn't know what that means um <laughs> So this dude, in he was in China. He was in China. His bladder exploded after holding his pee in for 18 hours after a night of, like, binge drinking. Fuck. And he just, like, didn't know. Like, he didn't think about going to the bathroom. Like, he must have, like, passed out or something. But then when he woke up, he was like, oh, man, I'm having some problems with my abdomen. And I can't pee. So he went to the ER. And his bladder had exploded, and the rupture was, like, so strong that it popped a hole in his intestines. Oh, by the way, if you're, like, sensitive to, like, gross stuff, this is gross. Um, (laughs) And his intestines were, like, leaking into his bladder. Like, the the contents of his intestines. Was he septic? Not yet. So he got there just in time. Like, if he would have waited, he probably would have died. But they, like, admitted him, did emergency surgery, and he's going to make a full recovery. 
just like a back to a regular dude. That's crazy. How is the, I I don't know how the rupture is so strong that it pokes a hole in your intestines. Are your intestines really that weak? I mean, they're just like tissue, soft tissue, you know? So like if, if you had like a full, like a stream, a heavy, a really think of a balloon, and then thinking, think of like one hole getting poked in the balloon that's like so ready to pop that the stream of fluid goes oh, so fast yeah, and yeah. so hard. It goes right through like this soft, malleable tissue. Yeah. And somehow he's going to make a full recovery. It's insane. It's a miracle. Well, I mean, I, I guess urine is sterile, right? And mm-hmm. I, I guess if it's not intestinal. Yeah. So that's the stuff. Yeah, your body really doesn't see like poop or anything. Mm-hmm. So it's an internal system. But yeah, once the intestines came to a part of it, that's yeah. like I'm sure he was on antibiotics and stuff because that's really dangerous. Yeah. Um. But yeah, don't hold your pee in. God. Yeah. I mean, sometimes I've, I've woken up in the middle of the night and I'm just like, dang, I gotta pee. I w- I mean, yeah. but I guess if you're passed out. Yeah, but I feel like just I know let people it, that let it go. Just let it go. I feel like I know people that have passed out that have just like peed themselves. He must have some like Probably. crazy, crazy muscles down there. Yeah, he has a really good sphincter. Is it a sphincter in your urethra? Probably. Yeah. Like sphincter uh, can be multiple. Well, you have a sphincter like in your butt. In your in your butt, and you have a sphincter that like between your esophagus and your stomach. The, oh no, no! I just like sphincters are just th- sphincters are things that open and close. Oh, uh, like your mouth. Duodenum <laughs> is just a part of your intestinal tract. I know. It's the top I just part. like saying duodenum. I like saying jejunum. What is it? What is it? It's the part. It's the part right after the duodenum. Oh, duodenum. Then, then there's the colon. Hmm. Jejunum. But yeah, so the hospital, um, they said that this it's pretty rare for that to happen, but they see it about once a year. And to me, that makes it not rare, right? Like, that's insane. Your bladder exploding? That sounds horrible. Yeah. No thanks. Yeah. So, don't binge drink. But here's the thing, is they said he had 10 bottles of beer. That doesn't sound like that much to me, unless it was like 10 big bottles of beer. You know, enough to make your bladder explode. Yeah, I mean, I feel like that's a lot of beer, especially unless if you're not he, he must have a really small bladder. He was probably like, no, I mean, I feel like f- three beers and I'm ready to like pee, dude. But maybe he was just like, I'm not breaking the seal, bro. I'm not breaking the mm-hmm. seal. Mm-hmm. And then his body was like, oh, well, I'm going to do it. Yeah. Yeah. Break the seal or the seal will break you. But you're I mean, I don't know what percentage beers they were, but I feel like 10 Bud Lights or something. You're not drunk. Well, some people would be. Ten Bud Lights, Kai. Come on. I don't know. I feel like it's water. Yes. No. 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 There's still alcohol in it. That's a lot. Gross. But uh, to me, I was thinking in terms of volume is my, was my thought, not mm. alcohol content. I don't know. Hmm. I don't. I don't know. Well, hopefully, I he learned his lesson. Yeah. Go pee pee. <laughs> Yikes. Um. Let's see. Let's see. Well, I do have a list of, of COVID hotspots for the summer. 
if people want to know where to avoid, but I think we all already Wait, know. You, you saying COVID hotspots makes it sound like places <laughs> where COVID is very present and yeah oh it is oh i i either i took it i took it as that but also as like these are some covid hotspots to avoid getting covid no 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 covid hotspots where you will definitely get covid don't go there you have five (laughs) well actually they listed every state are there in the united states there's cities nope states oh can I guess the states? Yeah, why don't you guess the top five of, like, who... So they're ranked in, um, like, in the past, like, two weeks or so, who has had the highest percentage of, like, increase in cases. Okay. So they've they've ranked f- five, um, and some of them are quite surprising. Okay, California. Hold on. Actually, before you do it, my list is all messed up with an ad. I can't see it. Here we go. All right, go. California. New York. Okay. Washington. I'm not confirming them yet. I'm just saying, okay. Oh. Um, Why Washington? I feel like there's been a lot of protests there. A lot of people close contact. Um, oh, and they also... Um, it can be territories as well, just so you know, not just states. What do you mean territory? Like, like U.S. territories. Oh. Hmm. That's three. Uh, I'm gonna put Ohio in there. And uh, uh, and Georgia. All right. And are you saying these places because? I'm thinking about protests because of the protests and, and stuff. I'm, and I'm thinking about uh, just people that that like don't give a fuck anymore. Got it. Right. Got it. Got it. Got it. Let's you didn't get a single one right. What really? <laughs> yeah. Wow. I mean, the one, some of the ones that you listed are up there, kind of. Well, what are the top five? So the top five. The top one is Hawaii, and they have had a 318 percent increase in cases like change but like what's a 318 okay so so to to break it down to break it down they had uh, they had this is let me get you the let me shift six what are these dates why does this ad keep popping up if you sorry uh, never mind what tell you how to just delete it i can't there's no x or anything yeah, but you can inspect it and delete it. No, uh, I'm not doing it. Um, okay, yes. So the, the data collection um, was from the past two weeks where, like, the end date was June 22nd. So, like, two weeks before June 22nd, what were the numbers? And then on June 22nd, what were the numbers? Got it. Okay. So... Hawaii was number one. They had 814 cases before, and then they, at two weeks, they added on 138 more cases. Okay, that's not so. That's that's a lot. Yeah, but for that that's entire a pretty big state, jump. That's not that's not a lot. But in a two week period, that's a big jump of for 100 the cases? whole. 
the whole COVID time, this has been months, right? Yeah. Hawaii's had 813 cases, like, Oh, just in the past total. Week okay. And in the past two weeks, they've added 138. Oh, wow. Okay. So, pretty bad. Um, up next is Oklahoma. They were at 10,700 some. They added on like 3,500. Wow. Guam. Guam is next. Oh, uh, I heard that might be because uh, they were parking like ships there or something. Oh. Yeah, I think because of the military base. Interesting. Yeah, because they had a pretty low count. They had 222. They added on 42. So still pretty low, but like still like more than just normal. Um, Montana is fourth and Florida is fifth and Florida is just astonishing. They had a hundred thousand cases and they added on 35,000 some in two weeks. Florida. I have a teammate in Florida and he was just, as soon as the bars were open, he was out. He was out at the bars. Yes. Like the Why second. is it like a cult? Is it a cultural thing? I don't understand. Dude, I don't know, man. People in Florida are wild. I don't understand that state. I yeah. like going there to people watch, dude. It's great. Um, but I don't know, man. Flor- Florida man is real. Yikes. Yeah. Yeah. And Texas, who has more cases than Florida, they were down about like 10 or 11th on the list. Texas had 114,000. Though, granted, like, Texas is pretty big yeah. as a well, state I'm in general. i Montana's up there. Montana has, like, nobody in it. Yeah. I mean, they only had 740 cases, but they added on 192. That's pretty bad. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, Texas has, like, almost 40,000 cases added on in two weeks. Damn. Just insane. Ohio is... On the list, we had a 5% increase, so not too bad. That's not bad. Um, let's see. Did you hear that explosion? Yeah, I thought you dropped something. No, dude, that, those are the fireworks they're lighting off. Yikes. So the, the states that are doing good, that are having negative changes, there's actually quite a lot. Puerto Rico's doing good best state actually they want to say new york oh no it's not where's new york new york only had a three percent increase that's pretty good um where's washington it's not on here oh michigan's doing really good they have a negative 65 percent i don't know what they're doing wow but they're doing good everyone just staying inside and smoking medical marijuana or no it's recreational (laughs) there oh yeah Everyone just inside, just losing <laughs> it. GC's doing good. Colorado's doing good. Did I say California? What are Where's Colorado's California? numbers? 30,000 cases, and then they added on 2,300. Okay. So, Going there was weird, dude. Like, when I was rolling through downtown, like, people were out at bars. People were on the corner, like, talking to each other with no masks. Like, I, I walked with Farrah to go get uh, tacos, and it was crazy to... I mean, like everybody we were passing, we were either walking, like, you know, leaving the sidewalk and walking in the in the gutter, or mm-hmm. uh, I just threw my mask on, dude. I was like, it's there's so many people, it's like impossible yeah. to to keep doing that. So, Oof. that's Yikes. crazy. Yeah, I was wondering what their numbers were. 
Yeah. Hmm. So not too bad. Ugh, New York is like 400,000. But I also heard so scary. that um, it might suck, but if cases like do go up dramatically, um, mm-hmm. especially like in the fall, there might be like a truly like mandatory shutdown where it's like an actual like no contact lockdown. Um, really? That, that just like um, makes the virus go extinct. It's like very, very strict, kind of like what China did. Oh my gosh, that'd be crazy. Yeah, uh, I think it would. Uh, they said it would be six weeks. Who said that? Um, uh, somebody on like Joe Rogan's podcast. Hmm. Um, I forget. Maybe, yeah, I think it was there. But they were like, it, "This would really kill it." Like, if we see spikes back, in, like when it's supposed to get worse around like actual cold and flu season. Yeah. Um, where we do just like fucking hunker down in our houses, no bullshit, no like essential workers are at walmart kind of deal like fucking nope dang yeah dude china was like welding people inside of buildings and like putting tape on the door and if you broke that tape like you went to prison you like went to jail (laughs) yeah what if you have a dog that has to go potty outside fucking shit inside where don't know Hold baby's butt out the window because the door is welded shut. <laughs> oh, poor baby. Well, she's just going to have to learn to use that little patch on your new patio. Yeah. That'll never know. happen. That would be crazy, though. Okay, so last story of the night, which I just think was really funny. Daniel Thorson, a man, a man of the world. He went on a 75-day solitary retreat in the woods of Vermont. Sounds like standard COVID procedure. He left in March before things got crazy. He came back in May, and his first thing was he got on his Twitter, and he tweeted, I'm back from 75 days in silence. Did I miss anything? Because he truly didn't know. He had no idea. Wow. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh, I'm back from solitude. Like, uh... <laughs> Time for more solitude. Yeah. Well, and what he said, like, <laughs> he this is like a quote from him. Um, he's like, everybody's been on a kind of retreat for the last two months. So in a sense, what I did is less exceptional than I normally would have thought it to be. Like, he's like, I went on this solitary retreat to like get away from the world and like spend time with myself and find myself. And like, he's, he's like a Buddhist. So like, he was like doing some things like that. And then he comes back and he's like, okay, so everyone's actually been like kind of staying away from each other, staying away from the world. He's like, he didn't even, he's like, he was feeling really like good about what he did. And he's like, oh, so interesting. Well, I mean, hopefully he got what he wanted out of it. But I, I think I told this, uh, I've told this to a few people, dude. I'm just like, it's kind of who can be the better monk right now. And it's, yeah. it's hard as shit. Because like before all this, like floating, meditating, yoga, all of it was dope. And I enjoyed all of it. I feel like mm-hmm. it was a good time alone and finding myself but through this like 
uh, it's weird. I don't know. Everyone's kind of getting a taste of it. Yeah. Yeah. So super. I just thought that was really funny, like to come back and it's like, yeah, so let's get you caught up. <laughs> yeah. We've been quarantined. He said he went to the grocery store and he was like, everybody seemed like, I was wondering why everyone seemed like really stressed out and like, <laughs> I don't know if people aren't wearing masks. Like he didn't say anything about masks. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Can you imagine? No, they're like that's killer so hornets. Like he's like, did I, did I slip into a wormhole? Am I on, did I, did I do something crazy? Yeah. Wow. What's his name? Um, Daniel Thorson. Daniel Thorson. Good luck, buddy. Yeah. Yeah. That's kind of like, so. what What do you think would happen if we, like, went back, got George Washington or, like, somebody and then brought them to 2020 and just be like, look, this is what, this is what you built. This is, uh. They'd be like, what? <laughs> what, what is, uh, like, you'd have to explain, so, you'd have to explain. Everything. Everything. Cars. Everything. Electricity. Did they have electricity back then? No. No, they might have had a little bit. Ugh, this is bad. When was electricity in? Once I said cars, I was like, wait a minute. Were there cars? No, there weren't cars. Oh, I mean, kind of, yeah. It just wasn't, like, super available the mid-1700s. Okay, there weren't cars, so. But, yeah, I mean, like, but, yeah. Like, everyone having widely accessible electricity. Oh, nope, uh, nope, 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 nope. Uh, electricity was first used in 1882. Oh. Yeah, it, it, insane. Everything. Uh, and then just, like, cultural things, everything, you know? No, we're, we're like can't be right now, 1882. Come on. I'm bad at Googling right now. I Googled, what did you just Google? Okay, 1879. In 1879, the American inventor Thomas Edison was finally able to produce a reliable, long-lasting electric light bulb. Well, that's the, ex- that's the invention of the light bulb. Well, still counts. Yeah. Because, like, yeah, you can have electricity and, under, like, know about it, but, like, if you don't have anything to use it with. Yeah, that's fair. You know, you know mm. what I mean? Ugh, weird. I Ugh. don't know. Well, welcome back to the world, fella. Yeah, but that was in May. I That was kind of old, but... You know, so interesting. You know? We're almost in July. Time is moving. Yeah, it's been moving fast. I think so, which is, I mean, good, I guess. But it's nice to have summer weather, but it sucks to, like, not be able to go do summer things with friends. Yeah, it definitely does suck. Oh my gosh, I just have to show you Bibi's tail. It's the only thing that's moving in her dream. Oh. <laughs> it's so she's cute. She's happy. Yeah. Maybe she's like dreaming of getting a treat. Yeah, she got a lot today, so. Mm. She's Maybe like, she's thinking please. about chewing on a bone. Yeah. Oh. Isn't that cute? I've never seen that. I've just seen like her feet flap. I know, it's like a little pom-pom tail. Real cute. Mm. But that's it, man. That's the news. Uh, That's what I I decided to share with the world. Nice. 
All right, so up next, we've got the crime couple. Libby and Todd are going to tell us a little spooky story about true crime in real time. The crime couple. We have to like crouch down from Well, we're not videoing on the podcast. Yes, sir. Okay. Well, yeah. Trying to think of how we should intro it. I was asking Kai before and we didn't think about it. What do you, or you got, oh. what do you guys, the, we, the crime couple? The, yeah. We're a crime, crime couple. Yeah, I like that. A couple of cripplers. Or the eight, eight I don't know. The murder. Uh, what are you trying to think of a pun off of the name? Okay, yeah, I don't know. Avery suspects. No. That was really bad. I like oh. crime couples. Like the only thing I think of that seems like seems all right. A couple of lovebirds who love themselves from crime. <laughs> oh damn! <laughs> <laughs> Smooth. Okay, well we're here with the crime couple. <laughs> Libby and Todd. Right. They love them. They love each other and they love crime. Wow. A couple of lovebirds. Find out tonight. Crime stories. Not committing crimes. And they they love committing crimes. I don't know what we Bonnie do. Bonnie and Clyde. Right. There's no, there's no laws right now during quarantine. Right. There's a they, lot of laws, actually. It's the opposite of that. There's a lot of laws. But yeah. I'm. So making very little money right now. So. Yeah. Which means just lots of time to research crime. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there. commit yeah. them. You guys yeah. even catch that, that rhyme? rhyme? Yeah. Oh. Wow. I'm rhyme. Wow. Thank you. What beer number two does for you? <laughs> oh God. How many days of quarantine have you been putting up with these jokes? Oh. Her <laughs> whole. <laughs> Her whole existence. Of I just want to make sure there's not going to be a crime committed here. This yeah. isn't like the the head to the whole yeah. dad no, joke yeah. thing. For how small our apartment is, and the <laughs> fact that Todd is attempting to work from home and I have absolutely nothing to do. <laughs> That's good. Live the nap master now. Every day around two p.m., I have exhausted all the things I could think of to do, and so I go take a nap. Honestly, there's cool. probably if you think about it. There's a lot of similarities between you and like an eight-year-old right now. You Aww. study, do a little schoolwork, like, take a nap in the afternoon a after lunch. Yeah. I get up and I have a snack. Yeah, <laughs> a nappy nap. I love snacky. Aww. <laughs> you know, I haven't taken naps. DB's been getting me up at seven, and for whatever reason, we're like we're cruising until like midnight. Oh wow. Yeah, I, I don't. Literally, at a certain point, I'm like. I'm so sick of watching TV, and I have absolutely nothing else to do. It's freezing outside right now, so I can't take a walk. Yeah. I guess I'll just go to bed. But also, I love naps, so it's not. Yeah. So what you got? What you got for us? Are you are you guys both telling the story? How's it? How's your layout? Yeah. Is it a role play? The first part. Todd will tell the second part. Originally, I was gonna be reaction and speculation and well, theories. We can still do that. And I will be a little bit, but we also yeah. wanted you guys to be able to be the reaction. So now yeah. we're gonna kind of co-tell it. Okay. But should Libby, I, should I start? Well, yeah. But here's the thing: it's very important to note that of the crime <laughs> couple, Libby truly is the expert. Yeah. 
just I like to just fill in the gaps and provide assistance when she needs. So I'm into that's it. I give her a spell that's of relief right. on the back half. <laughs> Thanks, Todd. <laughs> should I should I start? Yeah, uh, yeah. action. 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 All right. So I we are telling the story of the Circleville letter writer. Uh, so it started in 1976. I had never heard of this, but Circleville. No. I mean, I love Circleville. We go to the pumpkin show. We used to go to the pumpkin yeah. show every year. Sharon, you went with my family before with me, right? No. You didn't go to freshman year of college? Wow. I thought I remember you going to that. I have gone to it, but not with Libby. Oh, got it. Ugh, my mom and Mark love it. Anyways, all right. And I think this one will be relevant to Ohioans because everyone knows Circleville. Yeah. But probably yeah. doesn't know the story. this story. Which the story. Is- no, I never heard of it. Yeah. So when we were doing some research, they like equated this to like the Pretty Little Liars, which Sarah Brothers had. Oh, yeah. Well, so I thought that was kind of crazy. Um, okay, so basically what happened is starting in 1976, um, a lot of people in Circleville started to receive these letters. Um, and these letters, we can send you guys pictures of some of them they have. They have these really weird handwriting and stuff. Yeah. Um, they were postmarked from Columbus, but they knew all this personal information about all the people they were sending letters to. And no one knew who they were. Um, but specifically, this lady named Mary Gillespie, who was a bus driver in Circleville, was getting, like, very aggressive letters sent, sent to her, accusing her of having an affair with the school superintendent, whose name was Gordon Massey. Oh, um, yeah, and, like, basically <laughs> saying, you need to admit this, own up to this, or these things are going to get worse, or, like, very threatening letters. Mm-hmm. So, can I just read yeah. you one of them specifically about this? First... <laughs> Yeah. And you show you a little picture via. Oh, that's crazy. It's written so perfectly. So, for example, this one says, Stay away from Massey. Don't lie when questioned about knowing him. I know where you live. Uh, I've, been- I've been observing your house and know you have children. This is no joke. Please take it serious. Everyone concerned has been notified, and everything will be over soon. That's Uh, creepy. Yeah. Uh, Can you describe what the letter looks like for the people? Yeah. Uh, This is what's interesting. So, for example, this one is all caps and very block style and slanted writing with a max of, like, six or seven words a line. It's, like, on, like... It's on, like, the gridded sheets when you're learning how to write letters. Yeah. Like on that paper. It's creepy. Then there's another one uh, that I believe comes later uh, that we might get into later. And it yeah. looks completely different. Well, the all. handwriting's the same, but it's not. Like the style in which they wrote it. I don't know. Oh, wow. It's oh, different it's every letter. Yeah. But it's still very blocky. It's still yeah. blocky in caps, but yeah. very. Whereas the first one is very neat. Mm-hmm. And everything is very similar. And, you know, when you think about the lines on the notebook paper, that might be why. Because this one now is just on, like, you could be on, like, a blank white piece of paper. Yeah. Regular and inconsistent. Yeah. Weird. Weird. These letters keep going out. Um, and then she started getting letters that spoke more about, like, like that one said, like, watching her house, knowing where she lives, mentioning the names of her children. Very specific mm-hmm. 
details. Um, so as these letters start to come, Mary is married to a man named Ron, and they're getting pretty nervous about them. The only people that they've told that they're receiving these threatening letters to are Ron's sister and then Ron's sister's husband, Paul, hmm. and then Paul's sister. So that's kind of okay. so basically Ron, so Mary's husband's sister and sister's husband and sister's husband's sister. <laughs> not, that's not confusing so at all. Anyways, so just three people are the only ones that know and about that they're receiving these specific do letters. Pol- so. Do police know at this time that they tell these few family members? No. Okay. okay. Um, so as this continues on, Mary and Ron um, start getting suspicious that maybe like they know since, since they've only told these three people, they're like suspicious of all three of these people. Mm-hmm. who know more and more details and stuff like that so they made at one point um an attempt to basically like write back to the letter writer i don't know how they did that but claiming they knew their identity to see if they could get the letters to stop coming mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh the letters stopped for several weeks but then when they started up again they got like even more aggressive and were these mm-hmm. sorry if i can interrupt yeah. did you say these were postmarked from columbus yeah which wouldn't make sense. Huh. Because the family members who knew weren't from Columbus, No, right? they all lived in Circle Go. Yeah. So just another layer of all. That's confusing, but, like, obviously the person has some relation to Circle Go. Yeah. Because they know all these details. Uh, so anyways, so then Ron, Mary's husband, started receiving letters stating if he didn't stop his wife's affair, his life would be in danger. So that's weird. And this is a suspected affair between Mary and the superintendent, Gordon Massey. Whoa. And then um, they started receiving a lot of, like, started receiving specific phone calls. So somehow, I mean, in 1976, if you think about, like, finding somebody's phone number, um, so started receiving phone calls, and then they were getting letters hand-delivered to their front door. Without? No. So getting like even creepier. Yeah. So it sort of feels like it's building up to this peak. Basically, one night, Ron. And this is where it gets crazy. Yeah, answers the phone, and it was this letter writer, and he had you know uh, some some type of threatening phone call. Nobody knows what was said. Uh Basically, Ron got very upset and insinuated that he knew who the letter writer was and he was going to confront him but didn't tell mary yeah he just ran he grabbed his gun hopped in his car and left oh worst thing to do later that day they found his car wrapped around a tree and he was dead (gasps) and his gun had been fired but they had no explanation for when or where it was fired and the police ruled it an accident. And he... What? He yeah. didn't have... He was not shot. Yeah, he wasn't shot. They didn't find a bullet. But the gun had been fired. Dude, that is crazy. Yeah. So it makes no sense. The police huh. looked in a little bit, but basically ruled this a car accident. They claimed that he was uh, drunk, but everyone who knew him said he like never never really drank. Um, so then there was suspicion that police was fabricating a story to cover up for something. Yeah. How, how this was in Circleville, correct? Yeah. The accident. So he didn't 
go very far. Yeah. Yeah. Or, as I like to call this speculation, did he go far enough to confront the person enough that he at some point fired a gun at them? Yeah. That person staged a car accident. Or was the person, like, chasing him? Yeah, I wonder if he, like, shot and then, like, the person, like, hit his bumper or something like that and then made him spin out. Like a warning shot. We have no There is... But they really just, like, didn't look into it. So now, obviously, it's too late to figure out what happened. Maybe if, you know, remembering, you know, I don't know, in relation to when the started in 1976, you remember when exactly this accident took place? A couple years. This whole thing takes place over many uh, years, years. Too, so you yeah. get into. But I mean, nineteen seventies, maybe nineteen early eighties. As this progresses, like that's so long ago that the window is there to yeah. investigate it the right way. The police don't, and that's it. Yeah, yeah. it's the well, and it's hard with things death. like that because, like, if no one does anything actually threatening, like police can't always yeah. do anything, even if they yeah. know who wrote the letter. And we're assuming that the police didn't do any kind of collection of, of evidence at all, that even if maybe there are some things that couldn't be tested at that time, could be tested now for DNA yeah. or other things. This is things. a real accident. Everything's tied Yeah. So yeah, we don't have it. Whoa. Yeah. So that's very crazy. That's where this gets um, escalated. Yeah. <laughs> then, naturally, after uh, Ron dies... Mm. comes out and confirms that she was having an affair with Gordon Massey. But the best part is they claim it happened, it started after the letters started coming. Mm, <laughs> the yeah, letters right. like, like brought them coffee. together. <laughs> yeah. Was yeah, Massey like, married? Uh, he had a child. I could not find if he was married at the time, but I know he had a son. Huh. Is he the I just imagine that being like a wife being like and, yeah messing and my had been fired from like a previous school district for messing around with somebody working yeah. for him as well so <sighs> this is a pattern he has and, and when you think about it like obviously a small school so most likely everyone knew each other but we are talking about superintendent and bus driver who usually when you think about today in a school probably don't know each other well unless yeah. someone's seeking yeah. out the other or yeah. I, yeah. I don't it, it is crazy, but I also think this is important because it starts to, if you suspect, as we do, that obviously this was maybe truly an affair before all this started happening, it would indicate that whoever's writing these letters has intimate knowledge to not only know that she had children, not only be watching the house, but to actually know that she was, in fact, having an affair. Yeah, like it's yeah. very, very yeah. few people are on that list of suspects so you start to think through the people who know and and where this could be going right yeah Yeah. um so things don't stop there yeah (laughs) um so this is happening over years and we'll get into some more time markers later but eventually if it's to the point after all this has already happened that there start to be signs posted along Mary's bus route uh, saying different things about Mary, about these different... Do you remember all the things that were besides what the one I'm about to... Um, get to the yeah, just like, you know, harassing Mary, mm-hmm. calling her bad names, different things like that, and she would drive past them on her bus route. So now this, 
So this person knows exactly her bus route, knows the timing, knows when to put these signs out in, in uh, along the road so that she's passing them and seeing them now. Yeah. It gets to the point where one day she's driving her route and she comes across a sign that mentions her daughter. And, and not like a nice friend. And not, a, you know, <laughs> not getting into predicament. And so this causes Mary to stop to go tear it down. Yeah. When she goes to tear it down, there's a box. There's a string on the sign attached to a box. <sighs> From my understanding, and this is a little bit speculating, but she doesn't pull the string, but she goes around to open the box. Yeah. And basically, if the sign was booby-trapped with a gun in the box. <gasps> I think, I'm not sure I have this right, but I think the thought was that she would rip the sign down. And it'll pull the string and the gun would fire. Yeah. Opens this box and the gun is pointed right at yeah. her. That is crazy. So, That's like all the way to we don't know what happened to her husband, if it truly was an accident or not. Yeah. And now this happens where you would think it's very clear the intent was to kill her through this booby trap. Mm-hmm. So obviously the police get involved to investigate. Um The gun had a partially scratched off serial number, but they had enough to be able to trace it. And they're able to trace the gun to Paul. Now, again, this is Ron's brother-in-law. So Ron's sister's husband. So Ron's brother-in-law. The gun was traced, was owned by him, but has Mm -hmm. now been found in this booby trap side, which is absolutely bonkers. Yeah. So they arrest Paul, charge him for attempted murder. He gets convicted and sentenced for attempted murder, and this is in 1983. So we started this in 76. All this takes place to where he's finally sentenced for attempted murder in 1983. That's crazy because it was only his gun. Yeah. Yeah, and like they – he claimed he was innocent. He showed them where the gun was usually stored in his garage, but like they, it doesn't really seem like they did a whole lot of um, actual detective work on figuring it out. I think Got they it. kind of and, yeah, and, and maybe we don't. You know, it was yeah. so long ago. Maybe we don't have the full information. It on was it. the '80s. Everyone was on cocaine. Yes, <laughs> right. exactly. Even in Circleville. I will say country, though, Ohio. by the time he's convicted. Paul has been has gotten a divorce from Ron's sister. Oh, this will get into more of our speculation later that of, of different yeah. theories we've seen online and what we think. Yeah. But yeah, so he's sentenced for attempted murder in 1983. Like Libby said, maintains his innocence. He's sentenced uh, seven mind? to twenty-five yep. years. Seven to twenty. Okay. He's eligible for parole at seven years. So denied. Okay. So seven years in, so we're talking 1990. He's denied parole, but there's still letters being sent while he's even in solitary confinement. And after his parole is denied seven years in, he actually receives, and this is shortly after that initial seven year parole is denied, he actually received a letter of his own. And this letter says, now, when are you going to believe you aren't going to get out of there? I told you two years ago, when we set them up, they stay set up. 
don't you listen at all. Whoa. So, so now he's got a letter that appears to match and be from the same style of writing of the Circleville letter writer. Yeah. And it appears to say that he's been set up. Now, when I read this, and I think it seems like I told you two years ago, so now we're thinking that this is someone that he's knows well enough that this was a conversation or... at some point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I think that should be able to be traced. But yeah. we don't have any information about what comes out of this, this letter. I think at this point, again, people are still like – from what I saw online, the only person who really was like, yeah, I don't think he's the letter writer was the warden of the prison because he was like, dude, he was in solitary. Yeah. For being sent. Like, I guarantee you that he didn't have letters sent out for him. Yeah. But everyone else, I think, was just like, this is over. He's the letter writer. So we have no idea, and there's not enough information to know if there was any kind of investigation off of who did you talk to two years ago? What was this conversation? But yeah, eventually, so for a couple years after that, in 1994, he's actually able to get paroled and released. Oh, and it sounds like this letter, in fact, played a role in him eventually getting paroled because now there's huh. some doubt that maybe he wasn't the one who 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 set that booby trap and maybe wasn't the circle vault letter writer. Yeah. So. Now we get into more recently because things kind of trail off after that. Um, and well, we... basically there's like mixed reports after he gets out of prison about whether or not letters continued. And like, there's no really like reliable sources saying it, but like yeah. through different people who have confirmed they've gotten letters or said they haven't gotten any, that kind of thing. So this case kind of dies down for a little bit, but he huh. still maintains his innocence. There is an, correct me if I'm wrong, so Unsolved Mysteries air, does some reporting into this and airs an episode around the time Paul's released in yeah. 94 yeah. or soon after 94. or whatever the timeline is. And then more recently, people have looked into the case as well. There's investigative journalists and different things. But Unsolved Mysteries in this when they were investigating and eventually released this episode, at one point during their investigation, so this was around that time, 94, they actually received a postcard during their investigation from suspected... With the same handwriting. Same handwriting. What? What did it yeah. say again? Uh, yeah, I can't remember. They received something about, like, leave this alone. In 94? The cool. postcard Unsolved Mysteries... Received yeah. said, forget Circleville, Ohio. Do nothing to hurt Sheriff Ratcliffe, which was the sheriff at the time, I believe. Uh. If you come to Ohio, you El Sicos will pay. El Sicos. <laughs> yeah. and, and I mean, I, the only thing that is interesting about that, having the sheriff mentioned, yeah. is some people thought, like I said, the sheriff may have been covering up something with Ron's death. Oh, so that's the only weird connection, but otherwise, I'm not sure. So, from everything from that unsolved mystery to more recently, there's kind of three potential letter writer suspects that come into play. Mm-hmm. There's the superintendent's son, who 
you know, the speculation is that he would have had the knowledge. He would have had the knowledge. Mm-hmm. He didn't. Mm-hmm. He hated that they were having that affair, and that's what started it. Mm-hmm. There was a separate coworker, another bus driver. Is the speculation I believe that was infatuated with Mary that they say may have had the initial knowledge about the affair, and then maybe have gone into mm-hmm. stalking mode and would know the bus routes. Yeah. yeah, and would know the bus routes. True. Or there's Paul's ex-wife. So so Ron and Mary's uh, brother-in-law. So Ron's actual sister. Yeah, Ron's mm-hmm. actual sister. Um, because when they... So multiple things. And, and again, this is getting into some speculation and, and different things that we're thinking that have come up and some people have, have talked about. But Not, not maybe the most reliable sources <laughs> on it. But... <laughs> Uh, one of them was that uh, the ex-wife would have known exactly where the gun was. Yeah. Right, yeah. That paired with that, when they looked back into the booby-trapped sign incident, Mm -hmm. they were able to find a witness that said that they saw a man 20 minutes prior to Mary actually finding the sign, or, or shortly before, that they could say was not Paul, and there's and there's something about that Paul actually had an alibi during this time. But I don't know how that wouldn't have that. I don't. That seems sketchy because you think that would have it couldn't have been a strong enough alibi, or he wouldn't be in prison. He wouldn't have gone to prison for it. But yeah, they said the witness said they saw a man that was clearly not Paul standing near where the sign was posted earlier that same day, and that they he was near or there was a car park near there that was a yellow El Camino. Paul's ex, so Paul's ex-wife, so Ron's sister, was Mm -hmm. someone not Paul after they had separated around that time uh, that that sign incident happened that the witness said looked similar to the man he saw and this boyfriend reportedly had access to a yellow El Camino. El Sico? El Camino? Yes, exactly. Yeah. And on top of it, um, this this Paul's ex-wife was one of like the critical witnesses testifying for the prosecution against Paul. Against, so against Paul and the attempted murder that he case. went to prison for. So it would have made sense. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Or whatever. Um, the only thing that I maybe have a somewhat hard time believing is that she would be somehow involved in murdering her brother. Right. Yeah, that just and like that full connection. Um, but they have also in, uh, in Unsolved Mysteries also mentioned something about like there could have potentially been more than one letter writer. Like it could have been this. Um, it could have been to start. It could have been this infatuated coworker. Yeah, but, like. Um, once Paul and his wife were starting to separate and have issues and she was pissed, maybe she like knew she had intimate details about things and kind of like used that to frame her husband. Yeah. Um, this is all reckless speculation at this point. Yeah. Who knows? Um, but basically there have been um, like unconfirmed reports of people receiving letters up until 2003. Whoa. But there's huh. never anyone other than Paul that's ever been officially connected to this case at all. And Paul died in like 2012. And remained so. innocent that whole time. 
Yeah. Although when you get into the sketchy internet research <laughs> and speculation, uh, there is an alleged that Paul at one point allegedly admitted to the sheriff Radcliffe that he had written between 40 and 50 of the circle of letters. So then you're like, how many letter writers are there? Yeah. <laughs> like, if he was with his, like, original wife when they all started this, that yeah, makes sense if he wrote it. And then and, she framed and him. Mary, yeah. Mary the, the original target of all of this, she did not, she basically did not participate in the Unsolved Mysteries episode of 94, and it seemed mm-hmm. like she just kind of moved on and hasn't really wanted to talk mm-hmm. about it. I don't, we, you weren't able to find much about her. She doesn't seem yeah. like she's ever been interviewed past really a uh, past the initial happening so yeah. Uh, huh. yeah so yeah what do you guys think i don't know i when you were telling the story i was definitely thinking paul's wife yeah yeah yes. i don't know why it's right like, it like all personal yeah attack. Like, he wants to like protect her brother and then like yeah what some more just sketchy we call it, we we make this very clear on the front end it's our sketchy internet research this <laughs> this bit was found on reddit so you know uh, it's reliable from, well it could be it's real people from, yeah. this is from someone who it appears manages a, either does a podcast or does some stuff uh, called trail went cold okay there they say that Paul attempted to clear his name and wrote to a letter to the FBI at one point asking them to investigate Ron's death more further. Nothing mm-hmm. came out of it. As Libby said, he passed away in 2012. Paul believed that his murder conviction was a frame-up job from the ex-wife, Karen was her name, in response to their divorce. Because, like as I said earlier, Karen was one of the only people who knew where the gun was, hidden in the garage. And after Paul went to prison, Karen regained custody of the children and the house that they had lived in when they were married. Mm. Uh, but this coworker, this is where the reckless speculation comes in. So the coworker that's mentioned that they say was infatuated with Mary, his name was David Longberry, according to the sketchy internet research on Reddit, <laughs> which make it very upfront. Uh, and some suspect that he was the original letters, as Libby said. Uh, writer of the letters because he was a school bus driver who worked alongside Mary and the speculation he was angry she rebuffed his romantic advances oh not confirm this so I say that on the front part but in this reddit they say in 1999 Longberry became a wanted fugitive after raping an 11 year old girl mm. and Ugh. shortly after committed suicide while on the run where the theory comes in that it potentially could have been two different stories where this guy was creepy and obsessed with Mary, started writing the letters, and then Karen used the original series of letters as a way to frame her ex-husband years later. Yeah. Complete reckless speculation. I can see that. I can see that happening. My thought was, yeah, that that she definitely had part in the gun part, but I think, yeah, if it was somebody early on, she definitely finished it. And, like, it kind of makes... Well, I don't know. It could... You could see, like, the bus driver being pissed that Mary was having an affair and it wasn't with him. Yeah. You could also see Karen being mad that his brother was... Her brother was being cheated on. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It's, like, the weirdest story to have no answer. Yeah. 
And like we say, yeah, this is seventies, eighties. Like we don't know how great police investigation was in, in that time in a small town like Circleville in rural Ohio. But I think we've listened to a lot of podcasts about true crime and crime that had happened at, at around that same period of time. And I feel like comparatively, there's a lot more police investigation done than what was done in this case. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like they yeah, and it's like, are they trying to cover something? I don't yeah, know. Yeah, what's the deal yeah. with the sheriff that's mentioned? <laughs> yeah, I feel like it's resources. Like, it's not a very big town. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We think this is crazy, and it's crazy that it isn't as well known as it yeah. could be. Dude, yeah, that's pretty crazy. Yeah. And especially if it got all the way to Unsolved Mysteries. Right. Yeah. Right? But, well, I guess it was... It was it was in it was on an episode in 94 yeah so i mean it's been a long time and there hasn't truly been any real leads in all that time so there's nothing but that's why circleville has that pumpkin pie all year round or pumpkin donuts where they have they have the the big pumpkin pie they got pumpkin donuts all year they're trying to hide it (laughs) oh yeah they're trying to be like no it's for pumpkins not for murder Hide the, they hide the smell of the dead bodies with the pumpkin pie. Oh God, <laughs> it's all just one big cult, one big pumpkin cult. It does. I still go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we haven't been. Kind we. I went with you, right? Did you I've go? never been. Oh, we should go there. I oh. thought we did, and we got deep fried Oreos. Just if uh... you. Any letters at your doorstep? Maybe just ignore them while you're there. <laughs> no, that was a state fair. No, that when we ate deep fried Oreos, that was at the um, Circle Ball Pumpkin Show. I've never been to that. (laughs) Actually, I know you have. I've never been to the Circle Ball Pumpkin. Yes, you have, Kai. I know you have. Deep fried Oreos and you had a great time. You're right. (laughs) Oh, you guys, no, you guys did so much research. They got sucked into the cult because they knew that you were onto them. And now you're trying to plant me in Circleville. I see what's happening. (laughs) if we checked our mailbox tomorrow and we had a letter oh my god actually (gasps) they'd be like stop talking or when you post this podcast yeah hashtags like use use some hashtags like columbus or circleville yeah this is not meant as an insult to any of us who are doing a great job on this podcast i just don't know if we have the same clout as unsolved mysteries did back in 94 (laughs) i don't know i don't know we got some some good skills going on yeah i i think i think we have our we can compete i think okay yeah yeah look at this video quality this video quality is great there's no vhs quality about this seriously Look at that. Crime couple. So that is our introduction to... We are the crime couple. We'll have to make a song Yeah, what, Yeah, what's your song? Give, give Olivia enough time and she'll have a whole intro written in perfect musical tone and played on the piano. That's right. Oh. No, we don't. But... Piano. Hey, warranty might go on for a while. You got plenty of time to learn. Wow, that was crazy. I Yeah, I had no idea. Yeah. Right. It's such a creepy yeah. thing to happen so close to like yeah, yeah, yeah. everything. I, yeah, I feel like I've heard stories about that happening, but not not nearby. No, but yeah, do you get now why it's like Pretty Little Liars? Ask. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because mm-hmm. they're like, I know all everything about you. Like, like I'm always watching. 
is there more than one person or like yeah who's a <gasps> look behind you look behind you i never finished pretty little liars i'm dead oh, serious this is a big a on your wall satisfying but <laughs> there is though oh god hey, right. found him don't know what that means but... easy peasy well i don't know i just felt like on pretty little liars the show kept getting more and more outrageous. Oh, yeah. Oh, up until the end. Yeah. <laughs> I just had a running joke where I'd pop in and be like, did they find a... No, they didn't. Okay, bye. <laughs> and, like, like they do, it. but then it's like, like if they didn't... Finding an A or, like, confirming that it was A, and you'd be like, oh, my gosh. And then they'd have an excuse for why this was happening. Right. And it happened. Mm-hmm. I know exactly what happens on the next episode. They don't find A. They yeah. make them do it. Someone dies and... Abuse. In regards to Circleville writer letter scandal. Wow. Oh, no, I was just going to say that <laughs> this is one of the more weird ones without much to go on. Things related to when you think about like true crime stories in Ohio. I mean, you mean I, like not a lot of facts of confirmed murders. Of weirdness, not a lot of like able to connect it. Like I think of the one that we, we might go into eventually about like the, the the murder serial killer who put the bodies with the in the smiley faces on the, oh, the smiley face yeah killer. the smiley face oh the smiley no face spoilers killer. no spoilers I don't know what that is and I think of uh, Doctor No who Doctor No who expanded out of Ohio Ooh. but operated within Ohio too which is maybe the most creepy one yeah and actually I don't know the ending story even though I know. They have also on Crime Junkies when they like went over the Doctor oh, No, and it's him. You it's Doctor No on the trucker radio. Yeah, like this is Doctor No. Is anyone looking for a good time? Whoa! <laughs> like, like creepiest yeah. movie. So in terms of just weirdness and creepy, this is up there. Yeah, but yeah, I it's kind of weird because I feel like killers and creepy people from Ohio are just at the top of their game like we have a lot of serial killers from ohio that didn't operate in ohio but they were born here and then they Mm -hmm. moved on and then we got that really creepy shit in circleville and they stayed here they didn't kill anybody but they will be really creepy that we know of we don't know what happened to ron okay when i was looking to pick a story Mm -hmm. there was i forget what the name is there's this um murderer the butcher of something in cleveland yeah and uh, they actually might have been who killed the black dahlia oh interesting. Oh. like he took body parts and laid them in different places oh, oh the um tor- the torso killer was that the torso was killer there was there was also like a something hill killer there was something there's something where that person ended up they think was connected to Black Dahlia. Interesting. We'll do more research and present. On a yeah. Definitely. Yeah. This is interesting. I like this. Yeah. Coming. Yeah. Uh, completely related, but related. Didn't the the guy from Dear John? Didn't he at some point live in Ohio? If you know Dear John. Uh, I have no idea. Because didn't he go to Dayton? Wasn't did he go to the University of Dayton when he was trying to do? become a lawyer or whatever what are you talking about it's a guy 
Dirty John sounds way better. I'm Dirty John. Dirty John. Uh, I think he did. He did. He went. He to... lived in Ohio for a while, and he went yeah. to school. Yeah. Is Sorry, that, when that he was, was going right over when my head. He was actually married. I don't know what Dirty John is. Oh, you should the podcast. It's insane. Yeah. Right. It's on Wondery. It's so good. You'll also be amazed at how gullible oh. this family. But that's another story. Yeah. There's so yeah. many stories getting passed on that I'm very excited. I'm very uh-huh. excited for future ones of these. Yeah. The crime yeah. couple. Dirty John, we could never do it justice, but this podcast uh, so good. is really good. That, that that kind of tells the whole story. It's done yeah. by, uh, I, I think it's the LA Times reporter who, who does this podcast after he investigates it. After Lifetime also made it. Yeah. Um, Lifetime did a make series. a series about it. Of course, Lifetime did. After, after the podcast. Oh, that's why I listen to True Crime Obsessed and I listened to their episode on that because they watched the Lifetime. Yeah. Watch the things and talk about it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I would recommend, yeah, the, the, the podcast is The original really good. podcast series that, that came out about it was what was so good. Ooh, okay. Uh, it's, it's called Dirty John. So it was an investigative reporter from the LA Times who did this and then eventually created it to this podcast series. And uh, Wondery, which does a lot of different, really different and very investigative stories uh, over podcasts. Kind of the yeah. Yeah. It's addictive. I listen to it all yeah. in one day. That's something I would do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Good luck with your move. Nice. Thank you. Yeah, I feel like I met this stuff where it's like just random stuff, and I'm like, where do I put this? What do I do with this? I'm just throwing things in bags. I, I feel yeah. like you move too. You're always like, oh, it can't be that much stuff, and then you just go. Oh. Well, next time you're ready to record another thing, let us know. Ah. Olivia's got plenty of time, so and just ah. like set up another. Like, um. <laughs> yeah, that'll motivate us to put out episodes faster okay. too. Yeah that has been sitting in boxes or just sitting like there's our basement our whole basement which is we call it an old michigan basement because it's uh cement and dirt yeah just has just it's all just storage for crap and then <laughs> our we have like an extra office room that's all just storage for crap God. and my mom all the time Oh, when we die, just just make Grab it look. Grab what you want and light the house on fire. Yeah, and just make it look like an accident for Because <laughs> she's like, you don't deal with that. And I'm like, or you guys could help get rid of some of it. Nah. There you go. Yeah. yeah. That's been the hardest thing about moving home is like my mom just has bags of boxes of boxes of bags, and like months yeah. ago, I went through some like boxes in the basement. And uh, this time around, she was like, hey, can you go through these boxes? I was like, dude, look, we did this months ago. I went through those boxes. There's nothing else. And she's like, but just go through it one more time. And I was like, nope, nope, throw them away. Give them away. I don't care. I know. I'm like, if I if it's been sitting in my closet for 12 years and I have not won it once, yeah. you can probably get rid of it. Libby yeah. has helped I, me. I take on some of the traits of my parents. But Libby's good about, all right. You haven't worn it in a while. Time to get rid of it. That's or, perfect. Yeah. All right. Let's get it out. Oh my gosh. Yeah. The second drawers won't close, I'm like, you have to donate ten shirts. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm doing an experiment with my mom right now where 
I cleaned out her like cup cupboard and like she also gives excuses for having stuff for my nephew but he doesn't need 20 different plastic cups and so <laughs> I probably took about 30 dishes into the basement put them on a shelf and I was like if in three weeks you don't touch any of these we get to give them away oh yeah. that's smart yeah <laughs> it, what oh you froze oh is that what's happening yeah they froze oh no oh no same guys did they get did they get a letter in the mail I don't know. <laughs> did they get taken out oh god oh no bb looks what's concerned what's going on what's happening they're gone wait they're waiting it says waiting mine doesn't have anything there i'm like what's that maybe her phone yeah, I don't know. Maybe they were checking it. They were looking at it. But is it ringing? It says waiting. Interesting. I could try Todd's phone. Yeah, try Todd's phone. Does he have an Apple phone? Yeah. Oh, she texted me. Her phone died. Oh. All right. Sorry. <laughs> My first uh, instinct was that you guys got a letter slid under your door and then something <laughs> terrible happened. Yeah, we definitely thought you died. Honestly, I just ran. I didn't care about Libby. Yeah. Oh. Well, that's good. <laughs> okay. Well. All right. For coming on and doing uh, I'm going to, I want to take a screenshot of everybody. Can you guys do a little wave? Off of here. Is it still on here? Oh, uh, there it it's not on mine. Say hi. Okay. Perfect. Everybody looks great. And now just cut out everything from when we ended to now. This now concludes the crying couple's Crime. debut. Ready? One, two, three. Crying couple. Come back soon. Oh my god. Wow, yeah, we're definitely putting this. <laughs> okay. So <laughs> we'll let you know if we get a letter. Yeah, please do. Keep us we will let you know too. Yeah. yeah. Look at baby. Oh. Baby. Baby. Bye. Oh, she right. her name. Right. Well, All thanks right. for Have stopping by, guys. You guys. Yeah, thanks for having us Take on. Take care. See Talk ya. Soon. Bye. Bye. And that's a wrap. Yes, that's all we have to say. It's been a short one, but a that's good... all we got. That's all we got. Short, but size doesn't matter. The quality of the content. <laughs> yes. Thank um, you for listening. Yes. Just so you know, side note, uh, I just put an Amazon order in and I yeah. bought an H I bought a shirt on Impulse. It says uh it's from Silicon Valley, but it says I know HTML how to meet ladies. You seriously just bought that? I seriously just bought that. Because <laughs> oh I needed an audio cable, so I was like, "All right," and that was like sitting in my cart randomly. So that's my my one dumb purchase I'm allowed this month. Wow, cute. Yeah, Hi, I like it, ladies. Wow, that is so lame. Okay, yeah. Uh, thanks for joining. And yes, uh, yeah. I guess well, good luck. Good luck. Yeah, out there. good luck in the world. Do good things. Uh, stand up for what you believe in and don't let the man get you down. I don't know. I don't or know. Or the 
non-binary entity that is opposed <laughs> to you. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Okay. Power to the, power to the people. All right. And uh, thank you. Goodbye. Goodbye. We love you. We appreciate you. And check out our Instagram for pics. And check out our website because I'm pretty sure actually I updated our website and it looks better. Oh, right. So uh, check out check out the website at the Ketchup Show podcast dot nope just the ketchup show dot com yep and then we are on instagram at the ketchup show podcast and we're on spotify pocket casts and soundcloud baby mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and apple apple podcast oh yeah apple podcast anywhere you find your podcast yep 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 i peace out girl scout have a good summer Bye. Bye. <laughs>